Hello and welcome to BBC News. Very good to have you with us. A defiant Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has told the G7 summit in Hiroshima that Russia does not occupy the embattled city of Bakhmut. It comes after conflicting reports of who is now in control of the eastern city. Russian President Putin has congratulated the Wagner mercenary group for capturing the city, but that's been rejected by Ukraine. And this all follows confirmation from President Biden that the United States and partners will help train Ukrainian pilots to fly fourth-generation fighters such as the F-16. President Zelensky has long called for such jets to better fight Russia's full invasion of Ukraine. Our Asia-Pacific correspondent is Laura Bicker, and she sent us this report from Hiroshima. This president knows the cost of war. As he paid tribute to the victims of the Hiroshima bombing, he needed no reminder from this sombre city of what can happen when a bitter conflict leads to the use of a nuclear weapon. He's building relationships with the US president and others to ensure this does not happen in Ukraine. Together with the entire G7, uh, we have Ukraine's back and I promise we're not going anywhere. The calculated risk to fly so far from Kyiv appears to have been worth it. We really have been working for a long time politically with our partners to get the desired outcome of the strengthening of our skies besides air defense. We are grateful for that. We are really grateful to the United States of America as the leaders, as for the support in this sphere and other partners of ours. Further on, we have several months for the training of our pilots and we will be working for these people to be as educated as possible as trained and experienced as possible. And today, Washington confirmed that it has given the green light to training on much longed for combat jets. The United States, together with our allies and partners, is going to begin training Ukrainian pilots in fourth generation fighter aircraft, including F-16s, to strengthen Ukraine's air force as part of a long-term commitment to Ukraine's ability to defend itself. President Biden has also guaranteed anti-tank weapons and more ammunition. But what we don't know, what we don't have, is any cast iron guarantee about who will provide these F-16s or combat jets. And that is crucial because it will take time to train them. And President Zelensky says this is what could turn the tide of this war. One by one, face to face, Mr Zelensky has pushed for breakthroughs. The sitting plan may have been deliberate. The Indian Prime Minister, who's refused to condemn Russia's invasion. Moscow may have hoped that they could wait out the West, that interest and support for the war would wane. The message for now, coming from the world's richest democracies, is that they're in this for the long haul. Laura Bicker, BBC News, Hiroshima. Well, as we've been hearing, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has rejected claims by Russia that it has occupied Bakhmut. Here he is explaining why Ukraine cannot share the details of his strategy inside the city. The hardest is when if Bakhmut had some military tactical mistake, for instance, and people could be surrounded, then all the military know what could happen. 
How we could create the situation for people not to be captured? Now our people are accomplishing a very important mission. They are now in Bakhmut. I will not share where exactly, but it witnesses that Bakhmut is not occupied by Russian Federation as of today. I've been speaking to Colonel Richard Kemp, a retired British Army commander and defence analyst, and he explained that Ukrainian troops were still fighting on the outskirts of Bakhmut. I was down in that area myself a day or so ago, and I spoke to many uh, Ukrainian commanders and soldiers who have been fighting in Bakhmut, in some cases for, for many months. And the reality is, I think, that the vast majority of the city, the city itself, has been uh, now captured by the Russians, but the Ukrainian forces are still fighting them. They're still, uh, in some cases, taking ground back from the Russians on the flanks, on the external parts of the city. So I think while while the Russians, to, as far as I can work out, appear to be major, uh, in main control of the city, that doesn't mean to say that, uh, that, that you know they're now in a position, let's say, to launch a further operation from there. I think they're still being being tied down by the Ukrainian forces in, in, in the area. So mixed narratives there coming from various sides. Can you help us better understand the importance of this area? Because as I understand it, Bakhmut is not strategically important, but symbolically it certainly is. I think it was very symbolically important for the Russians because they haven't scored any kind of significant victory for a very long time now. And they saw and they've been proclaiming Bakhmut as being a place they're going to capture for the best part of a year since they've been trying. And so they, you know, they will certainly be selling this as, as a, a strategic victory back in Russia. Uh, as far as Ukraine is concerned, of course, the loss of any Ukrainian territory is a blow to the country. But I don't think it's a strategic blow. I, I think that, you know, potentially it does open up uh, the opportunity for Russia to advance further to the west in Donetsk province in, uh, in, and maybe even approaching the, the other two major cities in Donetsk of uh, Kramatorsk and Slovyansk. But if they're not able to do that, then it means that little has been achieved in Bakhmut for them. Because, and, it, and as things appear at the moment, the Ukrainians are still very actively bottling up the Russians in that area. Colonel Richard Kemp speaking to me a short time ago from Kiev.